1: Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Hey, good
2: afternoon. Thanks for being with us. Tuesday afternoon, a little after four o'clock on another cloudy day here in the uh, western Pennsylvania, what do you call it, uh, neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Kathy, the, tri- you. The,
3: the tri-state area, you mean?
2: The tri-state area, <laughs> right. What's the guy's name? Doofenshmirtz. Schwartz. <laughs> it is a tri-state area, though, is it not? Phineas and
3: Ferb, one of the great TV shows that parents can watch with their kids. It's just, it's high comedy.
2: Do you think it's streaming, Phineas and Ferb?
3: Uh, I think it's exclusively on Disney now. I think I heard that.
2: Yeah. All right. Because it's an excellent show. It really is. is. We we spent many a time with our kids. So did we. Watching Phineas and Ferb.
3: So excellent.
2: Very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What's going on with you? Anything exciting, new, like uh, hit the jackpot or anything going on?
3: No, I didn't hit the jackpot, John, but I'm trying to like get behind healthy eating because I've just blown it out the last two weeks. I want you to know. I mean, I've eaten. Yeah, I'm fine. I don't feel badly about it. I don't. It's a holiday. You're supposed to have a good time. I ate a lot of Christmas cookies. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had a lot of pierogies. Yep. And I just really didn't restrain myself in any way. All
2: right. Do you have any cookies left?
3: Oh, yeah. We have cookies left. Yeah. We we had a, uh, you know, because my husband and I were both sick on New Year's with COVID. Mm. We didn't do anything for New Year's Eve. So we had our New Year's Eve party uh, on Sunday night.
2: Very nice. Just the two of you?
3: Nope. We had people over to the house. <laughs> we you? had, there, was, there were six people, maybe eight people here. Mm. And we had a little, uh, we had, you know, the, the classic thing I do every uh, New Year's Eve with my kids which is uh, judgment-free snacking. Everybody's Mm -hmm. allowed to go to the grocery store and get three items, and no one is allowed to offer any criticism whatsoever. Nice, good, good. And so we all did that and hung out and and had a really great time. But now, today, I think I need to get back to, like, some sort of – Yeah, I I need to regain, you know, my feet on solid ground.
2: Okay. Kudos to you. I mean, I wish I could say I was, like, in solidarity with you and I was going to join you, but I'm not quite there yet. (laughs) So you're still you're still enjoying the holiday lifestyle? I am. I'm I'm right now I'm eating pretzel uh, peanuts. You know, the little peanut nuggets. Oh, they're and they're the yeah. ones from Aldi that are great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm going on. I love Continuing those. I had on.
3: I had carrots and pita chips.
2: For today. Mhm. Mm, yeah. So do you reach a point I mean because I I think most people do. You reach a point and you look into me and you go Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Okay. This I, isn't good. I have yeah. got to stop. I have got to stop, right? Yep. This is not good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing to wake you up quicker. Like, you know, it's uh, eight o'clock and you look in the mirror and you're like, getting ready for your shower and you go, oh, hold on, Wait, hold on, my friend. How'd that
3: happen since yesterday?
2: Happy New Year. What's going on with <laughs> and you, And the sir? answer
3: is it didn't happen the since yesterday.
2: Going on. Holy smokes. All right. Busy news day, is it not?
3: Mm. Yep. We have a lot to cover today. I have four things I'm ready to share with you in the listening audience.
2: All right. The four things. It must be the top four at four calling. Without further ado, please give us the top four at four.
3: For Tuesday, January 10th, 2023, number one. Chief Justin McIntyre gunned down January 2nd along 3rd Avenue during a police pursuit of an armed suspect. We've all heard the story, but yesterday and today, thousands expected to honor him during calling hours. Those began yesterday and will continue from 2 to 8 p.m. today. A mass scheduled for noon tomorrow at Mount St. Peter Church, followed by a procession through New Ken, Tarentum, and Harrison to McIntyre's private burial. Before the doors of the funeral home were opened, John, hundreds of mourners were already lining the streets which was closed to accommodate the steady stream of visitors for blocks in every direction police from across the region walked in groups greeted each other on the way to the funeral home they included officers from harmer allegheny county penn hill springdale and pittsburgh
2: god bless the chief and his family thank you for your service
3: number two sorry The latest in a relentless string of storms slammed California last evening, swamping roads, battering coastlines with high surf. There were river... I mean, have you seen any of the videos, John? It's outrageous.
2: Craziness, yeah.
3: I mean, there's gushing flood zones. There's evacuation of thousands in towns that are... uh, who often succumb to mudslides. The storms are already being blamed for at least 14 deaths. And the National Weather Service said rain was expected to continue through today after dumping up to 14 inches at higher elevations in central and southern California. Um, you can go on, I'm reading here from CBS News, but you can go online and look at the area around San Francisco Bay, Sacramento Valley, Monterey Bay. I mean, it's unbelievable. Forecasters also warned that southwestern California could see, like they don't have enough problems, 60-mile-per-hour wind gusts at the peak of the storm today. Number three, Seattle's public school district, John, has filed a lawsuit against the tech giants behind TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Snapchat, seeking to hold them accountable for their youth's mental health crises. It's a 91 page complaint, and it blames the tech giants for anxiety, depression, disordered eating and cyberbullying, making it more difficult to educate students, forcing schools to take steps such as hiring additional mental health professionals and developing lesson plans about the effects of social media. They're blaming all of this on these social media platforms. In emailed statements on Sunday, Google and Snap said they had worked to protect young people who use their platforms and a spokesperson for Google said that, keep this in mind, parents have the ability to set reminders, limit screen time, and block certain types of content. But listen to this. personal responsibility. Uh, Exactly. But listen, the lawsuit says that from 2009 to 2019, there was an average of a 30% increase in the number of Seattle public school students who reported feeling sad or hopeless almost every day for two or more weeks in a row. And number four, An arc of gleaming black granites etched with 36,000 names was unveiled on the National Mall over the summer, built to honor American service members who died fighting the Korean War. But it's estimated that the $22 million wall contains 1,015
2: spelling errors. Oh, my goodness.
3: That is your top
2: four at four. Wait, wait. So no one was doing what? Some spell check.
3: Some basic editing.
2: Who was Who's
3: involved in that? Listen to this. They're, it was erected by the Korean War Veterans Memorial Foundation. The yep. money came from the government of South Korea. It's maintained by the National Park Service, but still, it includes 245 names of service members who died in circumstances totally unrelated to the war, including a man who was killed in a motorcycle accident in Hawaii and another who drank antifreeze thinking it was alcohol. It includes one Marine who lived for 60 years after the war and had eight grandchildren. Wow. The New York times has written a fascinating article today. You have to read it about how Barker, who is a historian together with his brother, Edward, they maintain this enormous, enormous online repository of information about the Korean war. And they said there are 500 names on the wall that should be listed and are not.
2: Wow. Wow. Okay. yeah, they said
3: they said that there were too many federal agencies involved mm -hmm. and the veterans groups failed to devote the time, money and scrutiny needed to prepare the accurate list. They said the only thing they can think of at this point is to tear out the
2: slabs and start over. How much? Twenty two million dollars. Yep. Wow. Now, look, when you see the have you been to the Vietnam Veterans Memorial? Yes. It's Fabulous. Uh, there was a deep scrutiny, of course, of that. And there were tiny, I mean, minor, minor, mostly additions to the memorial. Nothing certainly like that. I mean, that sounds like a debacle.
3: It I is guess. a debacle. So somewhere between the Defense Department, the veterans uh, organizations, and just, I don't know, a, a lack of email texting phone calls that would have gotten a group of people together that knew what they were doing. They could have saved $22 million and gotten it right.
2: smokes. All right. Well, I'm sure that story, uh, there's more to be taken from there. All right. We'll take a quick break and step away. On this January 10th, what to do when you break your New Year's resolution? That's next on The Ride Home. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk on Word FM.
1: 101.5 WORD. Raising a child with special needs has many challenges, but mom and dad, you are making a difference. On the next Focus on the Family, you'll discover how to use the love languages concept to express love to your child with special needs, as well as their siblings and even your spouse. That's next time on Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Tonight at 8.30 on 101.5 WORD.
4: First, we decide where we want to go. Call Advantage Gold at 800 900 8000. Call 800 900 8000.
5: Advantage
1: Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing.
4: Call 800 900 8000.
5: Let's see if something costs less but people are happier with it. That sounds like something to look into, and that's Metashare. Maybe you've heard switching to Metashare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month. And that's huge. But it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch to the customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century and members have shared more than three billion dollars of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want to plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. Very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need. 84445 Bible. That's 84445 Bible. 84445 Bible. Our real goal at RPTS is to train people for ministry, whether training to be a pastor or just wanting to grow in your walk with God. You'll find what you're looking for at RPTS. We want to see them really grounded in their
1: theological growth, we want it to be heart directed as well. We want to see students prepared to serve and to love the people of God and develop ministry ministries that we think have a great partnership with the local church.
5: Learn more about the MTS degree program and flexible online options at rpts.edu.
2: Well, here we are January 10th. Um, My New Year's resolutions, Mm, not so great. The 10th, and already not so great. Did you make resolutions, Kath? You know, I'm I'm opposed to the resolution. Okay. So the, the, you have avoided the disappointment already. Well,
3: that's the, I mean, the reason I'm opposed to it is because I know I'm going to be so bad at it. Right.
2: Drew Dick is back with us. Drew's been a, been a regular guest of our show over the years. He's an acquisitions editor at Moody Publisher. Also the author of Your Future Self Will Thank You, Secrets to Self-Control. Uh, Drew, please tell me that with you writing a book about self-control, you have been just gigantically on top of your new year's resolutions
6: yes i have never been so tempted to lie as i am right now Um, (laughs) (laughs) the truth is i am i'm one for two so i got one resolution to read through the bible this year and i'm about four days behind on that and then my (laughs) other resolution was to have family devotions and i'm doing pretty good with that so one for two ain't bad because i used to bat like zero so i'll I'll, I'll count that as a win
2: 500 (laughs) sounds pretty darn good.
6: Right. Right. Exactly. There you
3: go. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a good way to look at it. I've already admitted that I don't do resolutions at all simply because I just hate myself so quickly and so easily Mm. when I fail. So I guess, you know, not aiming high is like a pretty sad decision to make. But my question is, if you fall down that quickly are you the kind of person that's like, oh, that you know, I'm human, that's the way it is? Or are you, like, filled with self-loathing?
6: <laughs> well, you know what? I used to be filled with self-loathing when, when I would fail because, yeah, usually within a week or two I would. Uh, it helped a little bit just to read some of the stats on this, though. Um, so oh. here they are really quickly, just a few. 9% of uh, people only keep their New Year's resolutions. So no. uh, I'm not a math person, but what is that, 91% that – uh, do not. Um, 23% of people quit by the end of the first week. <laughs> so if you're if you're still sticking <laughs> with them here uh, in the second week, you, you know, you're doing okay. And then 64% quit after the first month. So it's pretty abysmal. And I think what happens here, I mean, obviously we're human, right? But uh, and we've talked about this before, but we are finite creatures. We have a limited amount of willpower. And the cruel irony of New Year's resolutions is that you come into a new year and you go, I want to make big changes. I want to change in multiple areas. I want to set tons of goals. And you'd set the goals, but then you have that limited amount of willpower uh, and energy and time. (laughs) And then setting all those big, multiple goals is almost ensuring that you will fail to reach any of them. So what I tell people is, first of all, don't beat yourself up because that's that's natural to do. You are not alone. Uh, The majority of people uh, experience the same thing. Furthermore, you know, I remember reading a study, it was actually diet researchers, and they coined uh, what they called the what the heck effect. And that's the Sunday school version of it. But the what the heck effect Mm -hmm. basically referred to this phenomenon that see with dieters when they would mess up just once, like have one slice of pizza or a little bit of candy. What would follow that minor indiscretion was a full-on binge. And I think a lot of us can identify with that, right? You go, what the heck, I've already messed up, so now I'm just going to go crazy. Um, And so what I tell people is, just because you failed, at, you know, at reaching a goal or, or keeping a resolution, don't sit there and self-loathing. Don't beat yourself up. It, everyone, uh, it happens to almost everyone. So just give yourself a fresh start and try again.
2: Okay. I'll take that, a fresh start, but but let me just add this caveat. You know, there's something to be said, Drew, uh, about your two goals, which, you know, come with a, a deeper minefield because they're spiritual goals and mm. you falling down. And of course, you know, me as well, falling down in your spiritual goals. It adds extra
6: layers of self-loathing, don't you think? <laughs> yeah, it does. And really, it shouldn't. I'm not saying they're not important. They obviously are. But we're still uh, fallen, fallible, finite creatures, right? And so, even yeah. though we may have a spiritual goal to read our Bible more, or to pray every day, um, or to to um, you know stop committing this sin, or we're still going to fail on this side of heaven. I mean, some people I've seen these these people that say that they've stopped sinning, and uh, I'm a little incredulous, but I'm not <laughs> one of them. So <laughs> I think it's going to be a struggle uh, until we get to the other side. Um, but yeah, and, and here's another thing too that's interesting to me, anyway is that researchers talk about if you can sanctify your goals, and these are secular researchers, and are not Christians, but they're saying if you can attach ultimate significance to your goal, it's actually a good thing because it means it's something that's very important to you. It's core deep to who you are, and you'll actually have a greater likelihood of meeting that goal. Mm-hmm. So if it's even like a mundane goal, like, oh, I want to shed some pounds. Well, you can do that because you want to look better in the mirror, but it's probably better to think of it in terms of, hey, I want to have more energy to pursue God's call in my life. You know, Um, I know my body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, and and I want to honor that. That kind of stuff, not only is it, you know, more biblical, but it actually helps you have greater success at keeping those solutions or meeting those goals.
3: Drew Dick is with us. He's acquisitions editor at Moody Publishing, contributing editor to ctpastors.com. But check out his book, in particular, Your Future Self Will Thank You, Secrets to Self-Control from the Bible and Brain Science. Okay, so why is it that that makes a difference to people? Why do secular researchers even acknowledge that uh, if I think about, I don't know, losing weight in a larger context or a a context with greater significance, that it's going to matter?
6: Yeah, and it is funny, especially to see some of them uh, talk about this. I, I remember reading one article, a guy who is an atheist, and he said, "Maybe I should start going to church if I want to keep my New Year's resolutions, because <laughs> it's that mm. powerful of an effect." Um, and and I, I think it's just because it it kind of gives it ultimate significance, right? If it's something that's sort of like, you know, I mean, truthfully, you know, I'm 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 in my 40s now. Uh, how I look in the mirror isn't isn't like, you know, it's important, I'd like to look a little better, Uh, but it's far more important for me to be healthy enough to be around for my kids who are still young, you know, and I want to see them through and and have energy to play with their kids someday. So, you know, even something like that, that's not a spiritual thing, but it's a more ultimate goal. And so when I think of my health, for instance, in those terms, man, it gives me greater motivation. There's more at stake, right? And, And as Christians, I think we're encouraged to do that. I mean, everything's spiritual, Right, and and you don't want over spiritualize things, but when you can see your lens, um, your, see your, your your life through the lens of spiritual truth, and think, why do I really want to do these things, and then just remind yourself of those things. This is important because of you know because God wants a, a life for me of flourishing, uh, that, that I don't want to be held back by these besetting habits and sins. You know that kind of language uh, will ultimately provide. Greater motivation but here's what i want to emphasize too and, and again this is why new year's resolutions fail we shoot too big we try to do too much and i've learned that the hard way if you can even just get one goal and I'm, I'm already breaking that because i went for two but if you can just do one goal and make it very small and then you can stick with it through that crucial habit formation window which is anywhere from 30 to 60 days and then it'll almost become automatic to you because it becomes habitual. And so if you can do that, then you can move on to another area. Uh, Like I said, though, it is hard to do that because especially this time of the year, we want to change everything. And so it's counterintuitive to slow down, establish some new habits, but it really is the best way to tackle it.
2: Excellent. Drew, that's really good. I mean, that's that's some really good wisdom that you're sharing here. But I I, I want to just sort of take a little side turn and talk about your family devotionals. Now, in all transparency – uh, we, we did family devotionals, but they were never good family devotionals. Uh, sometimes well, we, we would fight my wife and I would have an argument in the midst of family devotionals, and or our kids would cry in the middle of family devotionals and so it, it,
3: and it was because of the devotionals that they were crying
2: pretty much so <laughs> yeah. so please tell me that you your family devotionals are successful, and everyone comes away sanctified.
6: <laughs> That's exactly right. My kids sit there quietly with their hands folded and they say, father, teach us. Uh, <laughs> no. Yes. You know, I got, I've got an 11 year old, an eight year old and a four year old and the mm-hmm. four year old mm-hmm. jumping around like a jackrabbit the entire time. And I'll tell mm-hmm. you this, this is a side note too. But if you want to teach the Bible, there's no better training than trying to teach little kids, right? Um, yeah. Because you've got to bury your voice. You've got to keep their attention and you got to keep your cool because they don't listen. They're not polite like adults. You know, like adults are tuning out, but at least they sit there for Ken to listen to you. Kids don't do that. So, you know, I, I share your frustration. I think I told one of my kids to shut up once. So th- there's, a, there's a low moment. During a <laughs> devotional, like, guys, we're learning about Jesus' love here. Shut up and sit down. Um, <laughs> the struggle is real, as they say. So, you know, i got to improve on that. But, hey, I'm doing it. Um, it's, it's not going to be perfect. It's a learning experience for all of us, and yet it's really fascinating, To There are these moments where the, kind of, the clouds part, and they ask a really good question, and you can see the light go on, and, and it's just a, a bonding time, too. Um, I think it's important. I have fond memories of my dad opening the Bible at the head of the table, and, you know, and, and so um, whether it's me or Grace, my wife, doing it, I think it's important uh, just to model that for our kids.
2: Fabulous. Hey, Drew, um, we know that you're a writer. Uh, are you working on something new for 2023?
6: I am. I'm just actually finishing up my next book. The, the title is Just Show Up. And it kind of relates to this, actually, because it's sort of like, listen, life's hard, right? Uh, especially in certain yeah. phases of it. And sometimes the best we can do is show up. So I'm still working on my elevator pitch, as you can tell. But I would love to come back when it's, when it's here. It'll be out in about six or seven months. And so um, I'm looking forward to it. Looking forward to being done with it, too, to be honest. <laughs> bet,
2: yeah. Well, you're always welcome here. I mean, the, the way you approach life and faith, uh, it's filled with uh, uh, some deepness and also a lot of great whimsy as well. So thank you always for that.
6: Well, thank you. I enjoy our conversation.
3: That's Drew Deck. You should check out all of his books because I like him. Uh I would prop top of my list. I'm going to say your future self will thank you. So try that out. Secrets to self-control from the Bible and brain science. But don't forget yawning at tigers. You can't tame God, so stop trying. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home.
7: If you owed $30 trillion and you didn't have the money to pay it off, you need to make a lot more money, right? Well, now America's debt is more than $30 trillion, and right now taxes are at historically low levels. So it doesn't take a genius to realize taxes will probably go up. Now, think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are low or later when rates are much higher? Whether you should pay taxes now or in retirement depends on a lot of things. That's why Kurt Knodek at Accurate Solutions Groups has a free guide called Are You Paying Too Much in Taxes to help you determine what's best for you? To get your copy of Are You Paying Too Much in Taxes? Call or text TAX to 412-515-3555. That's TAX to 412-515-3555. Get this free guide from Kirk Canote. at Accurate Solutions Group now. 412-515-3555. Investment advisory services offered through
2: ASG Investment Management, LLC our firm may not give tax advice have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store but then when you got to use it it's not very absorbent it's basically a towel that's leaving you out to dry that's why my pillow has developed the my pillow towels towels that work i know it's mind-blowing towels that actually dry you their six-piece towel set includes two bath towels two hand towels, two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors, and right now you can receive a six-piece set for only thirty nine ninety eight with promo code WORD. Or go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and have their 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer on the six piece set off MyPillow tiles, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, enter promo code WORD or call 800 391 0954. That's 800 391 0954 or visit MyPillow.com
8: promo code WORD. have I'm cold. You know why you're cold? Because we need to replace our windows. It's going to be expensive. Well, we lose money every time the wind blows.
9: I don't want to deal with a high-pressure salesperson.
8: Well, our neighbors used Energy Swing windows and doors, and they loved them.
9: Oh, they have over 500 five-star reviews.
8: The Energy Swing is a complete lifetime warranty for a peace of mind guarantee. So if we replace the windows and doors with them, we'll never have to do it again.
9: I'll make an appointment today at
10: energyswingwindows.com. 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, Play the Word, Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey.
1: Cloudy skies expected for tonight. will reach a nighttime low of 26. Some sunshine tomorrow, then turning cloudy. Tomorrow's high, 46 couple of showers tomorrow evening, otherwise low clouds, the low 39. Thursday, cloudy, breezy, and mild. A shower in the morning, followed by periods of rain in the afternoon, will reach a high Thursday of 52. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
2: Well, if you commute back and forth to work, uh, chances are, I mean, odds are that you've noticed... Not such a big deal that uh, traffic is down considerably Mm to pre-pandemic levels. Uh, There's a new study out by an organization uh, called INRIX, and they do a 2022 global traffic scorecard. And they talk about the most congested cities and how much of those cities have uh, risen back up or declined since the pandemic. And of course, Pittsburgh is on that list as well. Uh, Kath, any idea, the most, uh, congested, uh, commuting city in the world? Take a guess.
3: Um,
2: New Delhi. No, London of all places. Really? London of all places. And you would wow. think of London, you know, uh, like with a tube and whatnot. Um, no, um, uh, let me see. Uh, I'll go for uh, top 10 okay. from 10 to nine. Philadelphia is number 10. What? Mm-hmm. Uh, Monterey, Monterey
3: in California.
2: Yes. New York city, Toronto, Palermo, Bogota, mm. Boston, Paris, Chicago, and London.
3: How mm-hmm. can there not be one city in India on that list?
2: Yeah. I don't, people are riding their bikes instead. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. So if you're curious where Pittsburgh is on the worldwide list, uh, we are, uh, 192 and this, this study, it talks about the, the, the um, sort of the barometer is hours lost in commuting. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Pittsburgh, um, there's been a change, a, a decrease of a 4% change. They're saying, uh, uh pre pandemic to where we are now, which seems to me low, right? 4% less mm-hmm. because when I would go home from the studio to my home, I would regularly sit in traffic. I mean, just sit in traffic—twenty sure. minutes, half an hour or so. Now, because the you're most going, part,
3: you're going through two tunnels to get home.
2: Yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Which, if you didn't have the tunnels in the city of Pittsburgh, I mean, people would cruise, wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. Tunnels right. are always what slows everybody down. Right. Yeah. Have you noticed Uh, what's your commute? Because, you know, you're coming in midday.
3: Right. I have the easiest commute that anybody could have because I'm coming in in the early afternoon and I'm leaving after uh rush hour is over. Right. So I you're missing I, it both ways. Yeah. I mean, the only times I have an issue are if there's a, because I have to go over two bridges. There are oftentimes accidents on the Fort Pitt Bridge or mm-hmm. in the tunnel. Right. So that's the only thing that really holds me up. Right. I mean, even the Fort Duquesne Bridge, which can get very congested, I can usually get through there quickly. Right. It's the Fort Pitt Bridge that kind of ends up, you know, messing me up.
2: I get, uh, I get Penn's traffic mixed in there as well. When the Pens have a game, traffic's always thicker mm-hmm. there. I mean, especially coming, we're, we're both coming down Green Tree Hill. And right. Uh, you know, traffic slows down considerably. But anyway. again,
3: after, uh, our, like the, you know, the main portion of the day, the heaviest traveled part during rush hour on the parkway, we get to miss.
2: Yeah. Thank goodness. Very good. All right. We'll take a quick break. When we do come back uh, from Focus on the Family, we're going to talk about the teen years and how to get your preteen talking about how to make great decisions. That's next. Getting your kids to talk. I mean, it's kind of hit or miss, isn't it? Yes, Stay it tuned is. for that.
10: WORD. Next time on PowerPoint with Jack Graham.
11: He not only has grace, but power to do what he promised to do. To him be glory. He is in control. So
1: hope on, believer. Never give up, Christian.
5: Tune in next time
1: for PowerPoint with Jack Graham. PowerPoint
12: tonight at 930 on 101.5 WORD. Bachman's Roofing and Solar is your local award-winning roofer. Stop waiting. It's time to inspect your roof and protect your home's number one asset. With no interest and no payment financing for 12 months, Bachman's Roofing is your easy choice for roofing, gutters, and solar. Did you know Bachman's Roofing is one of the number one GAF solar integrated roofing installers in the USA? Go with Bachman's. Go with solar and install the roof that pays for its Call 412-744-8390 or visit Bachman'sRoofing.com.
9: My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month. A savings of $369 a year.
12: Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1-800-940-6161. That's 1-800-940-6161. Or go to Selectquote.com. That's 1-800-940-6161. Select quote. We shop, you save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials.
13: Marketing your business is hard. It's so competitive, and getting new customers is as hard as keeping your existing ones. We know it because we're a local business, too. So when it comes to marketing your business and getting new customers, we know how to do it. Our digital marketing firm, Salem Surround, is built to create customized solutions to your business, not your competitors'. Just you reach out to us at salemsurround.com and we'll work with you to create those solutions that will increase your business and bring you new customers. Salem
5: What if instead of focusing on how students can serve the market, educators focused on how schools can serve students. Trinity Christian school in forest Hills invites you to discover what a classical Christian education can offer your child. Saturday, February 4th from 10 to 1130. Meet the teachers, tour the school, enjoy brunch, and get all your questions answered about the holistic approach to education that works with the grain of your child's God-given curiosity. For more information, visit trinitychristian.net. Holy cow. It is just...
3: So, when your kid is i don't know five years old, you can say, "Hey, how was kindergarten today?" or yep. you know that sort of thing When your kid is ten years old, you know there you can talk about your soccer team or whatever um how are things in school still probably comes back with some sort of you know good answer, but I'm telling you when you get into the twelve year old category, the thirteen fourteen years old up through eighteen. And it seemed to me, John, from my experience that when, what, whenever I wanted to know things most, that's when I was least likely to get answers.
2: Right. And I wish there was like, um, some form of exact science to this, right. Some sort of like, you know, path that you knew for sure you could follow. Now, my my guess is, you know, knowing your kids, like you, like we do, like I do, and you knowing my kids, um, some kids. They're just readily available to talk anytime, any place about anything other kids close to the vests mm-hmm. not that they're being nefarious or you know in some way you know, but they're just they're just a little button down more so mm-hmm. right and i I think with my kids, I've tried to poke, I've tried to ask active questions, you try to be engaged, of course you show up i mean I remember. I'm, I had the opposite of this. I've told you this before. When I was growing up and I would be with my dad alone in the car, I used to think, would you please talk to me? Would you say mm. something to me? I know you have something in there for me because I was willing to talk, but he just wasn't that kind of guy. So as an adult, as a parent, I was always like, ready to talk and do anything I could possibly do to engage my kids. It's I wish there was a roadmap for it, and I'm not yeah. quite sure that there is.
3: No, I don't think there is a roadmap. But the one thing that my husband and I have talked about ad nauseum over all the years of raising our kids is that the number one thing that's important is to be available. Because when you want to bring up a subject It's very difficult to do it, but when they want to talk, that's when you have to be there. You know what I mean? And you can't predict (laughs) when that's going to be, No, you know, it could be before school in the morning. It could be after school. It could be when you're dying to go to sleep. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden that's when it's just, you have to be available. And that's to me, what makes it can make it very exhausting and frustrating is that you can't engineer this nearly as much as you wish you could. Right.
2: I think, okay, so our kids are pretty similar in age. Um, my bigger thing now, you know, we've left the teen years behind, and now your kids are not around, heck, not nearly as much. Right. And so, you know, if you've got a kid who likes to talk, no problem. If you've got a kid who historically was always close to the best, now he shows up for, you know, Christmas break, and he's pretty much mum. I think, how do I even – what yeah, opportunities- how do you even
3: approach that?
2: No, it's, it's even more difficult at this point. Right. No, I mean, I so agree. the resources that are available, I, I wish there was, you know, we were going to talk with, um, with, uh, someone from focus on the family about this subject and Danny uh, we, Huerta. we can't get him on the phone right now. It looks like so, um, such as life. We'll come back to that subject at some point. Right.
3: Yeah. Uh, it's certainly worth talking about because, and you know what, i uh, use some let- help yeah let me say one other thing before we leave the subject john i know we have to go to a break is that um we don't help each other by being so judgy about it and i don't know i I don't know if this is the case for men but it's for sure the case for women that women judge other women's parenting skills
2: oh tell me more about that
3: oh it happens all the time oh my gosh. it's especially a big deal when your kids are little, the mommy wars, you know, like mm-hmm. how, however you got your kids, whatever your philosophy is on getting your kids to sleep is a big yeah. deal, right? Or what your philosophy is on feeding your kids. Are you going to nurse your babies? Are you going to use formula? Uh, some people look at formula as like, it's evil, right? And so if you're not nursing your baby, you, <laughs> right, you know, right. don't care about their future <laughs> health, as good and, as a mother. Right. health and wellness, right? And then- Oh do you send your kids to a private school do you send your kids to a public school and how about this this is a huge huge deal on social media when my kids were little
2: what are you putting in the lunchbox? Oh really
3: See you missed out on all that I, like you- I don't
2: yeah I hadn't no- oh the gosh. only time that I felt like uh, judgy is that when my kids were super little I was the um I was the cub scout leader so I spent, you know, two years, uh, every Tuesday night. It's Tuesday night. You know, we went to Cub Scouts. Um, we went longer than two years, but for two years, I was like, the what was mm-hmm. it? What's it? What's it? I forget, even forget the name. Uh, I don't know what the Cub Scout Master or something like that. I don't know. So then you'd stand up and conduct the meeting and engage with all the kids. And there, sometimes I'd go. So I'm glad that that's not my kid. You know, that's like the, the least, you know, because you, know, you would see kids all over the map, right? I mean, kids in their best moment, kids right, who are really trying right. hard. Other kids are like like throwing tantrums or other kids who are like definitely rude to their parents or like you go, that kid needs to be taken out a little bit there. I mean, somebody needs to, you know, sit down and talk to that kid or, you know, do a little, you know, some little intervention on that kid. That okay, was the so only these, time I really okay, got. Okay, so
3: that's what, so you know what I'm talking about though. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. But That's like, you know, exactly what it is. But as far as like, you know, what? Was in their lunchbox or anything like oh, listen, that. listen, had,
3: I had people, I had friends on Facebook who, because uh, Facebook was a big deal at that time, sure, um, would photograph like the lunchbox from the top.
2: Like they'd photograph their meals. Uh-huh. Remember that whole phase?
3: Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it would be like, you know, this is how nutritious uh, of a lunch I've packed right. for junior. Right,
2: right? I'm right. having range-free chicken with arugula right. on a bed of exactly. whatever. Yeah, right, exactly, right,
3: right, right. exactly. Oh, and things like this. I found the only way to get your kids to eat healthy food is to make it pretty too. Mm. I mean like stuff is just
2: I mean I know people want to try. I mean I, right, I get that. Okay so the idea like you know of healthy eating like I remember like we we were <laughs> as a you know my wife is really committed as you said a little earlier to breastfeeding and the, mm-hmm. you know and the healthy but then, you know, fast forward, you know, 10 years later or right. 20 years later, and you think you're putting what? that. Is that the sixth hot pocket in your mouth this <laughs> evening? Is that the deal? I mean, because <laughs> you're so careful, but then you kind of go, eh, all right, right, okay. You know, here's some more chips and dip headed your way.
3: Yeah, he's going to turn into a hot pocket.
2: I don't know. I mean, it, everyone's trying their best. Don't you that's think? Why, of, I, you're, you're that's best. why
3: I'm saying the less judgy we can be with one another the better it is for all of us i mean you know the last thing you need is somebody else breathing down your neck about the fact that you're not quote doing it right
2: oh yeah uh, here uh, doing it right that phrase i remember uh we took our kids to the uh i think the auto show is coming up soon right remember the annual yeah sure auto it was always in february com- yeah yeah so Uh, we used to go, it was kind of like, you know, we would get tickets through the station and we'd kind of wander. It was just kind of like an, like an indoor winter outing, right? We'd go to the convention center. You'd wander around. The kids would sit in the cars, you know, and that whole thing. One time our kids were little, they were like super little, like maybe, you know, three and five. And some guy, some guy walked by a total stranger. He didn't know me. I didn't know him. And he said out loud as he walked by, you're doing it all wrong. You're doing it all wrong. I was like, what what that's what am far I reaching. What am I doing all wrong? I everything in my parenting skill. I don't and I don't think I don't think anything like it was crazily out of control, but I think about that guy sometime. Yeah. And I imagine like what you're saying about judginess from one parent or one person to another. I mean, uh, it's just a difficult thing to do. Isn't it's the it? last
3: thing we need. It really is. You're trying is your best. The last
2: thing we need. You're trying your best. And you know, hopefully the church is a resource to help you you know, do the right thing and raise your kid in a good and, and, and godly way. That's all
3: right. And to, and to encourage all of us to be as humble as we can possibly
2: be. I'm into that. Right. All right. Okay, we're going to so, take a break. Yeah. Uh, uh, the segment with focus is well, we'll
5: do that later. Yeah.
3: We'll reschedule it. Right, okay. Right. Coming up next cooking in 2023, I've got a list of foods that could be trending this year, according to today's New York times. We'll be right back. Tuesday edition ride home.
14: My grandma is one of my heroes, and one thing we did together was Bob Barker and The Price is Right. Grandma knew the cost of everything, but here's how I think she would do today. Grandma, name the price of these hot dogs and win a brand new car! Ah, uh, those are definitely two forty-nine. dollars Ah, so sorry. These hot dogs are now four monthly payments in nineteen ninety-nine. Too bad. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, and the cost of everything is crazy, and the holidays only make things harder. But there still is one big positive, and that's the skyrocketing home values of the last few years. For many, today is a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to cash out some of the new money their home earned to help with the crazy. And the strategy is take advantage of the cash out today and refinance tomorrow when rates settle back down. They've already dropped an ounce as of late. If you're curious about your options, we are United United Faith Mortgage. Mortgage.
15: United Mortgage Corp, Melbourne, New York. and number 1330. That's the way Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage lender license 22672. Diabetes, high blood pressure, anxiety meds, everyone's on them. If you're a 50-year-old male, maybe a bit porky, and you may even have type 2 diabetes, a million dollars of term insurance may only cost you about 200 bucks a month. Call term provider. Speak with Big Lou at 800-333-1750. Big Lou will find a term life policy for you even if you have type 2 diabetes or overweight or have high blood pressure. Call 800-333-1750, 800-333-1750.
5: The key to church revitalization comes not from the outside in, but from the inside out. Trinity School for Ministry presents Congregational Renewal Inside Out, January 19th and 20th. Featuring the Reverend Canon Mark Eldridge, this seminar will give you the passion, biblical principles, and proven practical strategies that will bring health and growth to any size congregation. Congregational Renewal, Inside Out. Presented by Trinity School for Ministry, January 19th and 20th. Register at tsm.edu pastoral. Cable news. Noisy,
15: out of touch, on repeat. Tired of all the lookalikes? So are we.
3: Trends. You know, people tend to think of clothes or shoes, uh, the shape or color of cars. Speaking of clothes, uh, my wife
2: bought a pair of bell-bottom jeans the other day. On purpose? Yeah. Yeah. Because they're there's back? A, there's a nice flair to them. They look good. Okay. Okay. There you go. There's a trend. There Bell is a bottom trend.
3: Bell-bottom jeans. Okay. Okay. Um, there's a trend with, you know, the pink color of the year. We always talk about that each year, oh, yeah, right, sure, when that sure. comes out or that, you know, whether people like wallpaper or, you know, draperies for their home or whatever okay. it is. But what about, John, what about food? Foodie trends. Exactly.
2: Hot dogs never go out of style. Let me just tell you that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: okay in today's i'm just going to skim right over that in today's new york times uh there is an article about cooking in 2023 Mm. and about the trends that we can expect that they already Mm. see kind of glimmering up in the restaurant industry the cookbook industry online and it food network and that sort of thing Mm. um and i'm going to share a couple with you and see if you're ready to sign on are you ready new trends yeah sure sure Mm -hmm. New trends for 2023 okay the first one is plant-based eating
15: no
2: okay Uh, don't go any Mm. further I, I do not want to have an impossible burger. Okay. Do you what if,
3: Okay. Yeah. No, I'm really not interested in an impossible burger either. However, what do you think about occasional plant-based meals? So not that you're giving up meat forever, yeah. not that you're giving up poultry forever, but maybe once a week you might try to not have meat in your meal.
2: Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. We do try to do that, right? Like, let's have a big salad tonight. Right. Yeah. Um, let's have a big salad. Maybe you want some tuna fish on that salad or, you know, just something like that. Or just let's just have a big salad. That's very satisfying. To OK, me.
3: so there you go. So you're already yeah. doing it. Well, that's a yeah. trend that they see people embracing at home. Too much is- meat. Right. Just a little, even if people aren't giving up meat, they're just eating less, less of, of it, it. less yeah. of it. Okay. That's good. Um, noodling around, which would be the second one. Uh, mm. it's the pasta department. So people are still invested in pasta, happy to have it. Yep. Um, however, they're looking for some gluten free options. Are you ready for this? Yeah, sure. Plant based pasta. So you could have your chickpea pasta pasta your spinach pasta
2: yeah that sounds good
3: you could do spaghetti squash or beets Mm -hmm. hearts of palm more um
2: farm fresh ingredients as much as possible how do you feel about that yeah that's good Uh, i've had spinach pasta which is very good um i don't know what that'd be like to have hearts of palm pasta how would that translate the spaghetti squash pasta uh, it's okay. It's not nearly as satisfying, like you know, just as a good bowl of some thick noodles. Right. To be honest. Well, I
3: like the spaghetti squash, but I don't think it tastes anything like pasta. No,
2: no it doesn't. It looks a little bit like pasta, right?
3: Right, but, but it doesn't taste anything like it. So it's not like to me that's a substitute.
2: Right. Okay. So they're saying this trend is like just a, a healthy trend. I mean, wh- what's the problem with having pasta? Too much, uh, too much carb.
3: Right. So people who are looking to maybe lose weight, eat less carbs, or people that are gluten intolerant.
2: Okay, that's fine. If if that's who you are, if you're gluten intolerant and you want to have a little pasta a feast, sure, why not? Um, the other stuff I could care less about, but spinach pasta is excellent.
3: Ingredients of the year. Are you ready? Yep. Mortadella apparently looks to be the deli meat of the year. It's being called a quote signifier of sophistication and respectability. Now, <laughs> do you like mortadella?
2: I don't know what it is. What is oh, it? Oh really?
3: No. I, I really don't like it. It's it? it's well you could buy it at Penmac Mac at any Italian market. Um it would be uh it has big uh like big pockets of fat in
2: it. Like supersada.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, I always think of them together, actually. Yeah, okay. Mortadella and Soprasada. In fact, I'm not sure in my head now that I'm saying it, which one is which. Okay. But they're both.
2: I mean, Supersada has big pockets of fat.
3: They're big. They're, they're both fatty. Yeah, They're both very flavorful. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's just a little too much of a thing.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, because sopressata is a little too much of a thing. It's just like you're saying, it's the opposite of what you just said about the, uh, the plant-based uh, uh, pasta. I mean, that stuff is bad for you. You know it's yeah, bad for it you. Yeah, it
3: is bad for you. And you can tell to taste it that it's bad for you.
2: Is it so delicious?
3: Anyway, I guess so. Mm. Um, in addition to piling it on top of sandwiches, says today at New York Times, expect to see it as part of meatballs yeah. on top of pizza and mm. as a nostalgic representation on charcuterie
2: boards. Okay, very nice. Yeah. How about some um, meatballs? Is that a trend because I like a meatball?
3: Yes. Please. They're also, t- well, meatballs are always a trend. I don't think yes, any meatballs have ever gone out of style. Okay. Another ingredient that you're going to see in 2023, the crema. Do you ever make a crema at home? I have no idea what that is. Okay. Well, a crema, like I make a lime crema when I make something Mexican. So it would be a combination of sour cream, lime juice, and salt and pepper.
2: Hmm. Is it like a dip?
3: It It's like a, it's something that you would pour on top of your taco. Oh,
2: yeah, that sounds good to me. I think I'd it's absolutely it. delicious. What's it, What are the ingredients?
3: Uh, well, the, the lime one I make is sour cream, yeah. fresh lime juice, and salt and pepper. That's all mm-hmm. it is. On a taco. On a taco. I'd eat it in a heartbeat. Of course you would. It's delicious. Now, apparently, a crema uh, is the spreadable condiment that's most popular right now in Italy, mm. and there they often serve it at room temperature on sandwiches, pastas, salad, sauces, and charcuterie boards. Mm-hmm. Uh, another ingredient the New York Times has to look out for in 2023 is the pistachio, which apparently has been declared the nut of the year.
2: Hey, congratulations to the pistachio. (laughs) Exactly. Are you old enough to remember when pistachios were sold in this country, only red pistachios? Only red. What happened there?
3: I don't know. And why why did that happen? And you had to commit fully
2: if you really wanted a pistachio. Because your fingers would be all red. They were dyed. It wasn't the look. They dyed the pistachios red. What was it doing? And
3: it was all over your lips and your chin and everything.
2: Right. I mean, I remember as a kid having pistachios thinking, this is so exotic. I can't believe I'm eating I a pistachio. Right? I know. Plus, it was it was a procedure. It still is a procedure, right? I'm, right. But but how about now when you can buy them de-shelled? Cheating. I think so too. You eat too I mean, I many. Get don't you think? Want that. Yeah. I mean, if you're making them like in a recipe, I get that. But like just to buy a bag of, it kind of loses its mojo.
3: Yes, it does. It absolutely loses its mojo. All right. Um, let's see. Cabbage will usurp kale as the green of choice.
4: Yeah. <laughs> good. Mm-hmm. I cabbage, don't want- is,
3: <laughs> cabbage is coming up strong in the passing lane. Uh, also, an uptick in demand for chocolate ice cream.
2: Yeah, that sounds good to me. Chocolate ice cream sounds excellent. Uh, any, any way, shape, or form. Yeah.
3: Okay. Um. Uh. Hmm, looking at a lot of other things here. A scallion pancakes yep, apparently recommended for 2023. Used in non-Chinese dishes. Also, dumplings are going to see a little bit of a surge, um, Wait, but what, people will veganize them.
2: How about potato pancakes? Remember? Uh, remember we went to um, where did we go to? Where, where, the where, original pancake house. Is
3: that still there? Gary purchased the potato pancakes. I have a photograph of
2: it. Is it still in business, the original Yes, pancake? it is. Sure. Yeah. We, we've only went there once, and it's probably more than a decade ago. Why is
3: that? Why haven't we know. gone back? Yeah, you do. can either dip in sour cream or applesauce. What is better than that? Let's make that a trend for 2023.
2: I think so, too. And don't forget hot dogs. Always a trend. All right. We'll take a break. Uh, come back. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's the ride home. Johnny Catherine.
10: Listen on your smart speaker at WordFM.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. Share
1: 33. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Senator Tom Cotton of Arkansas is vowing strict oversight of the National Archives after President Biden returned missing presidential documents from his days in the Obama administration. In a similar case involving former President Trump, the archives referred the case to the DOJ, but not in the case of Biden's missing papers.
6: I would note that Joe Biden's case, in some ways, is even more troublesome than Donald Trump's case, because Joe Biden is a former vice president when these papers are involved. The vice president does not have the same prerogatives and the same kind of declassification
1: authority that a former president does. Senator Codnan, viewed by the Salem Radio Network. Georgia finishing number one in the final Associated Press College football poll. The Bulldogs winning the CFP National Championship game 65-7 to 7 over TCU. This is SRN News.
0: It's that time of the year at the Springhouse in 84. It's dairy farm tour time. That's right. We actually invite classes of school children to our real working dairy farm. The children love feeding the calf, milking the cow, and even seeing where the cows sleep and smelling what they eat. Many children today have never even touched a baby calf, nor have they associated the wonderful cow as the source of the milk that they get from the grocery store. At the Springhouse in 84, we are so committed to teaching children about farming and helping them understand how much the city mouse and the country mouse truly need each other. Call 228-3339 or have your child's teacher set up a date for your child's classroom farm tour and let us share a little of our farm with you at the Springhouse in 84.
11: Oil investments involve a high degree of risk and actual results may vary. Oil and natural gas keep going up as the Russia conflict escalates. Get in on the next major oil boom now and help the U.S. with your patriotic investment that can potentially pay you monthly income for up to 20 or more years. Energy is a major investor and experienced operator in its core area of operations. Call now and learn how to deduct 100% of your investment and create 20 or more years of potential monthly income. Call 800-287-6691. That's 800-287-6691.
5: Rama Christian School is a private school in Moon Township, serving children in preschool through eighth grade. Recognized for its commitment to a biblically integrated curriculum that nurtures a Christian worldview and academic excellence, Rama aims to develop the whole child spiritually physically, mentally, emotionally, and socially. REMA is a true community of families who desire to raise up the next generation of godly leaders. Also offering programs for homeschool families. Accepting enrollment now for the current school year and opening soon for the
8: 2023-24 school year. Visit rhemachristianschool.org
9: Brr, I'm cold.
8: You know why you're cold? Because we need to replace our windows.
9: It's going to be expensive. Well,
8: We lose money every time the wind blows.
9: I don't want to deal with a high-pressure salesperson.
8: Well, our neighbors used Energy Swing windows and doors, and they love them.
9: Oh, they have over 500 five-star reviews.
8: The Energy Swing is a complete lifetime warranty for a peace-of-mind guarantee. So if we replace the windows and doors with them, we'll never have to do it again.
9: I'll make an appointment today at EnergySwingWindows.com.
1: Cloudy skies expected for tonight will reach a nighttime nice low of 26. Some sunshine tomorrow then turning cloudy tomorrow's high 46. Couple of showers tomorrow evening otherwise low clouds the low 39. Thursday cloudy breezy and mild a shower in the morning followed by periods of rain in the afternoon will reach a high Thursday of 52. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons.
11: Cold
10: Tuesday.
2: It feels like winter is finally here, right? Even though we haven't whole, had a whole lot of snow. And, and to be honest, I think most of the eastern seaboard, or the eastern part of the U.S., is pretty much snowless. I don't know what I think that you're right
3: about that. No, yeah. I think you're right about that. Nope. And what's Blizzards. keeping... What's keeping me warm, John, is uh, like after yesterday's show, we're yep. broadcasting from home uh, for several reasons. I had COVID last week and John's got a foot issue. Anyway, um, I went downstairs after the show yesterday. It was so cold. And uh, so I made myself some soup and warmed up. So like about an hour or so after the show, I was feeling good.
16: Some and
3: soup. And, you know, I did that on my brand new gas stove.
2: Yeah. Okay. So I find this hard to believe. You're saying all these years you have lived in that house, mm-hmm. you've never cooked on gas? No.
3: I've so had you specifically
2: o- got a gas line?
3: Yes. So we had an electric stove. And anyone Ooh. who really likes to cook, they want a gas cooktop. You don't. Want it's to just what. It's electric. just so. It, you, you can't control anything on an electric cooktop in the same way right. no, you
2: con- can control on a gas. Now, funny you bring this up because yesterday my wife made soup. Before she went to work, she had this big pot she puts on the stove, and she said. Just keep an eye on this and don't let this thing boil. So my gas, the uh, the flame was tiny, mm-hmm. just super tiny all day long. Right. Occasionally, I go down there and stir it. We had lamb lentil soup last night.
3: Well, I bet that was awesome.
2: Super good. Mm-hmm.
3: Of course it was. Well, bad news for your strategy and uh, also my my new love of my new stove, because a federal agency, according to USA Today, is reportedly considering a ban on oh, gas stoves. Come on. Yep. Yep. Heels uh, on the heels of rising concern about harmful indoor air pollutants emitted by
2: the appliances. Government get the government out of my kitchen. Would you please?
3: (laughs) Okay. They're saying that there is a, there is a hidden hazard Mm -hmm. in gas stove usage, which can cause health issues, including respiratory problems in children. Just Now to be clear, they said this, uh, they said the, uh, U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission, the CPSC, isn't coming for anyone's gas stove. This was a tweet that came out last evening. Regulations apply to new products. For Americans who choose to switch from gas to electric, there is support available. Okay, so they're not going to come into our houses and take our gas stoves away. However, they say the gas stoves, which are used in more than 40 million U.S. homes, do emit air pollutants, John, such as nitrogen dioxide, carbon monoxide, and fine particulate matter at levels the EPA and the WHO said are unsafe and linked to respiratory disease, heart issues, (laughs) cancer, and other medical problems. Well, let's have some hot dogs. (laughs) doesn't sound very good. <laughs>
2: I'm now, that join I've the- said,
3: now that I've read it out loud, it sounds like an actual problem. I'm
2: on, please. I'm going to join the National Gas Association. Are you, you can pry my gas stove <laughs> from my cold, dead hands. <laughs> I mean, okay. Was-
3: they say that if you've got a kid with asthma, it can be an issue. I get it.
2: Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, it could be.
3: Uh, they said that right. it's very important to have appropriate ventilation. Yep. They mm-hmm. said, in fact, mm-hmm. uh the Association of Home Appliance Manufacturers, which I didn't know was a thing, made a comment today. And they said ventilation is really where this discussion should be Ooh. rather than banning that. a particular mm-hmm. type of technology. Mm-hmm. Is it banning one type of cooking appliance is not going to address the concerns about overall indoor air quality. We may need some behavioral change. People to turn on their hoods when they're cooking
2: okay good i'm gonna get a covid shot and i'm gonna turn up the burner on my gas stove just to make everybody happy
3: <laughs> or mad <laughs> when's the last time pardon me you had an electric stove
2: never you've never, never had life.
3: an electric stove
2: never never once no wow okay I mean, did you grow up with an electric stove
3: no i grew up with a gas stove
2: yeah so that's so weird though
3: I mean, the reason I had an electric one is only because we didn't want to pay to have a whole new gas line run.
2: But the house—you would think that that house, it's an older house, it it would just naturally come a gas line. I agree, but it didn't. I wonder if your neighbors, your neighbors, not have gas? I mean, or is it just we
3: have a gas? We have a gas furnace. We have a gas, you know, clothes dryer.
2: So the original owners or the builders of the house didn't put a gas line in the kitchen, or
3: it had become defunct somewhere along the through Uh the years
2: defunct but it's my band (laughs) Mm -hmm. it
3: is back and i'm happy about it
2: thank goodness that's a nice feeling right don't you like that sound when you turn the gas on yeah (sighs) and it's just when
3: you want to sear something you know in a pan You, you, it's just a whole different thing. Having it, having your cast iron pan on top of an actual flame versus, you know, some little cook surface
2: and an electric stove, brown something. I don't think so. Right. You have to get a browning element or something like that. No, you
3: can brown it. It just doesn't, it's not, you can't control it nearly as well. You just can't get the pan as hot. I say that as someone who's had both.
2: So now you, are you on a learning curve now?
3: It was hard at first. All of a sudden I was like, wait, yeah. How do I do this? Really? Do you do you know that one night I uh, I left the gas stove on all night long?
2: Oh, oh that's scary. Wait, was the, fl- was the flame on?
3: The flame was as low as it could possibly be. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. All of a so sudden, you're like we, so we Plath. couldn't even
3: see it. Right, <laughs> Thanks right. Thanks a lot, John.
2: <laughs> you didn't I mean, even we, see it.
3: We were sick in the morning when we discovered it.
2: Where, who found it? Your husband? My husband, of course. Oh, <laughs> uh, did his head explode?
3: Yes, but he. Just like- but here is the thing: we had all looked at the stove before we went to bed.
2: All yeah, of us check. had and
3: right. none of us and we had not because we're still getting used to the thing. None of us noticed it was on. So he was not, you know,
2: right. angry at all. We were just so incredibly thankful. He probably was sick. He was too sick to be angry. Does, <laughs> right. Didn't the gas company have like a little gas mascot? Remember that? Like a little oh, flame, like a little gas guy, a little flame guy. Yeah. Remember that?
3: No, yeah, I don't remember. the. Flame I think guy. it was like
2: maybe it was a 70s thing. Hey, um, you know, Mr. Flamey or something like that.
3: And so, what was the point of his thing? Use gas. Oh, instead of electricity.
2: Yeah, exactly.
3: Okay. Great. Right.
2: Well, I'm happy to use it, and I'm happy to have it. Well, I'm glad you survived that, and uh, I mean, gas is best. There's no doubt about that. Okay. Uh, what's, what's ahead here? Coming up next,
3: our good friend Kurt Bjorklund will oh, be on the
2: show with us. Yes. Oh, this broken is a sad dreams. subject.
3: Broken dreams. We've all it's, had them.
2: Sounds like a country song.
3: Yeah. Okay. Well, we can play one if we want to, but Kurt's okay. going to come up. Our Tell us his story and what he's been thinking about.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, my my electric stove and my broken dreams. (laughs) Kathy Emmons, O'Pines, on the ride home.
10: 101.5 WORD.
2: This week on Truth For Life, we're learning
7: how to recognize false teachers and how to respond to scoffers who say Jesus isn't returning. We'll also find out how to become more like Christ as we prepare for his return. That's our focus on Truth For Life with
12: Alistair Begg. Tomorrow morning at 6 on 101.5 WORD. Bachman's Roofing and Solar is your local award-winning roofer. Stop waiting. It's time to inspect your roof and protect your home's number one asset. With no interest and no payment financing for 12 months, Bachman's Roofing is your easy choice for roofing, gutters, and solar. Did you know Bachman's Roofing is one of the number one GAF solar integrated roofing installers in the USA? Go with Bachman's. Go with solar and install the roof that pays for itself. Call 412-744-8390 or visit Bachman'sRoofing.com.
13: my bills into one easy monthly payment. That way, I paid off my debt fast while saving thousands. Nice. Trinity even showed me how to plan and meet a monthly budget. So now I'm debt-free for keeps. Wow. Do you still have their number? Sure. Here, write this down and call 1-800-936-5496. Can you repeat that? 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496
2: everyone who's ever walked this earth at some point in their lives has had a dream right something that you saw that was beautiful and big and just wanted to flourish out of your life and then most of us have had those dreams crushed underfoot just pummeled it's what it is to be alive, is to suffer through broken dreams. Pastor Kurt Bjorkland is back with us. He's been a guest of us a guest of us uh, on the show over the years. Kurt is a senior pastor at Orchard Hill Church to talk to us about those broken dreams. Hey, Kurt, Happy New Year. Thanks for coming back again.
16: Thank you. Great to be with you.
3: Kurt, tell us why you're thinking about dreams and the ones that aren't going to happen or uh, haven't happened in the past.
16: Yeah, uh, so a couple of years ago, I was just reading my Bible in my normal devotional time, and I was reading in the Old Testament through First and Second Samuel, and I came across um, just the stories of David and his life and the lives of people that his life intersected with, and I was struck by how many of the lives were just full of hurts, um, and so I just started jotting down what the situations were and the hurt of their lives were. And um, and so uh, we're actually just started a series at Orchard Hill this last weekend that we called Hidden Hurts, where we're addressing eight of these different kinds of hurts. And uh, one of them is just the broken dream. And so this last weekend, I had a chance just to address that, talk about it. And, uh, you know, dreams, as you said, John, are something that almost everybody experiences on some level, some hope, yeah. something that they long for. And sometimes they're big things, uh, relationships, children, um, health, career, finances, things that, that you assume um, God wants in some way maybe in your life. And then if it doesn't happen, there's some disappointment. And then sometimes it's, it's relatively small. Uh, it can be just a hope for a weekend or the way a holiday goes um I, One of the things I was recalling is when I was younger, working in college, had a job that was physically demanding and unpleasant. um One summer, uh, there was a one of the, the joys I had that summer was just playing softball with a bunch of guys. And, mm-hmm. and one night it started to rain, and I prayed and I said, God, it would be great. And this, I was new in my faith. It'd be great if it didn't rain tonight and I could play softball. And, It was like the skies opened up. It's awesome. God's awesome. God answers my prayers. Uh, The next week it rained, and I prayed, and it didn't open. The skies didn't open, and it just rained and poured. And I had what I have come to call a come-on-God moment, uh, where you're like, come on, God, couldn't you just hold the rain off long enough so that I could play softball so I could have some fun? And it sounds really goofy when you say it, but we all have come-on-God moments. Uh, again, sometimes around big, sometimes around small things. And, and so, uh, yeah, this last weekend we talked a little bit about David uh, and his dream to build a temple. It's recorded in 2 Samuel 7. And, and there's a couple things that are really striking. Probably one of the first to me is that we tend to associate our dreams and their success with God's favor. And yet in the Bible, and specifically in the life of David, what we see is that our dreams being fulfilled does not equal divine favor, and our dreams not coming true does not equal divine disfavor. And the reason I say this is David was said to be a man after God's own heart. Certainly he had some you know, challenges with some things in his life, but here he wants to build a temple for God. That's the dream. And God says, no, you're not going to build a temple. Now, there were other things God was doing. Um, and that's probably a second thing to notice and think about is that God was really doing something bigger than David could understand. Mm-hmm. And the reason that's important is to, to see is because so many times we think our dream is the penultimate issue. And it is for us, but sometimes God is doing more. And in this case, what God basically did is he addressed David through the prophet Nathan, as he said, you know, you want to build me a house, but I'm going to build you a house. And what he was talking about was not the house that David would physically live in, but the lineage that ended up being the line of Christ that ended up being a bigger um, uh, working of God than even the, the building of the temple. And okay. so one of the things that that's really important in broken dreams is just the ability to say, if I believe that God is good, then he is working in some way that I may not understand. I may not even like, but if I trust that he's good, then I can believe that his hand in this is good. And um, one of the ways I've, I've thought about this, I, I told this story, but when I was a kid, uh, my mom and dad would drop me off sometimes at my grandparents' house. And my grandfather, I remember one day came out and, he would often do this in the afternoon and say, let's go for a walk. And I was playing. And I said, uh, where are you going? And He said, well, let's go for a walk. And I said, well, where are you going? And he said, well, let's go for a walk. And we went back and forth a few times, and finally he took off down the road. And I said, no, you know, I'm good. I'm playing. I'm doing important things. And what I didn't tell you is that down the road and around the corner was a Baskin Robbins. And often we would go down, get ice cream, walk back up. And so he reemerges, you know, half hour later with a thing of ice cream that he's eating. And I remember as a kid just kind of being a little irritated, like, why didn't you tell me you were going to get ice cream? And I remember him saying this to me. He said, well, if you'd wanted to go for a walk with me, it wouldn't have mattered where I was going. And mm-hmm. I think there's a good parallel spiritually that sometimes we say, God, I'll follow you if. God, I'll believe in you if. God, as long as you take me where I want to go then I'll follow rather than saying, you're good. You're leading me somewhere, even if I don't understand it or I don't like it. Uh, it was Martin Luther who once said that, uh, that faith is really a joyful wager on the untested, untried, unknown goodness of God. And that is really what, um, in a sense, we get to do with a broken dream and say god i still trust you i'm still going to walk with you even if i don't understand or know where or how you're walking in the midst of this and that's so hard when uh you know it's a especially a bigger area of our lives that feels like a like a broken dream but it's also where there's a little bit of freedom in the midst of saying this really does hurt and then the last thing that i would just just add is is sometimes in our culture, we get the idea that, that um, you know, our tears are either to be indulged in the sense of just saying, you know, here's all the things that are wrong. Um, but we're told in the Psalms that God holds our tears in a bottle. And so it's not as if God doesn't know the pain or see it or care. It's just that he's working in a way that maybe we don't understand or see. And and ultimately what faith is is saying, I'll continue to walk even when I don't see it or understand it or like it.
3: That's Kurt Bjorklund. He's a senior pastor at Orchard Hill Church. Um, the main campus of Orchard Hill is in the Wexford part of town. We'll talk about the other um, locations of Orchard Hill as our segment goes along. But Kurt, just right at the end, uh, what you said is the key to it. If you, It really does require faith to uh, believe that God's character is such and his goodness is so great that even what we're seeing in front of our eyes isn't the totality of the story.
16: Yeah, that's exactly right. And saying his character can be trusted even if I don't understand why this isn't working the way that I want. And, you know, how many times in our lives do you, do we have an experience of thinking we know what's best? And then five years down the road, we look back and say, wow, if that had happened, think of all these other things that I may have missed or would have changed in my life. And so, you know, there's a a sense in which, being fallible human beings, we can't see the beginning from the end the way that God can. And yet, I insist that my my perspective is often the best perspective when 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 I know full well it isn't.
2: Yeah, and and Kurt, I mean, I, I love this because I think anybody, you know, if you've lived long enough, you've had multiple disappointments in your life. But but of course, hindsight's always twenty twenty. And I, I look back at my own life and I think. That disappointment produced this fruit for me. That, that, that heartache made me do this instead, and God was always faithful. So, I mean, I, you see it and you know it, but it's just the brutality of it. You know, big dreams or little dreams, it's hard to get through it just in that very beginning moment.
16: Absolutely, and it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. Uh, you still have pain in saying God might be doing something else because we want him to do what we deem as good in the way and in the time in which we think that it's good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, thanks for telling us that story about Baskin and Robbins, Uh, you you know, you changed my perspective. I'll I'll think differently about that. I mean, your grandfather was right. That was a great story. He was spot on. Let's just go for a walk. It it didn't matter Mm -hmm. where we were going. We're just going to hang out together.
16: Yeah. And it was his way of saying, yeah, you want to use me for ice cream? I, I I want you to want me, not just the ice cream that comes with going yeah. for a walk. That's yeah, excellent. that's really good. Yeah.
3: Kurt, tell us about Orchard Hill. Tell us about um, the main campus that I talked about, the other locations you have and what's new at the church.
16: Yeah. Uh, so we're just coming through obviously the Christmas season as everybody is and uh, launched uh, last week with, as I said, a series that we're calling Hidden Hurts. Um, So really excited about that. And that's at all three of our campuses. So we have a campus in Wexford right off 79 um, in kind of the 910 uh, Red Belt uh, crossroad there. And then uh, one in the Strip District, which is really doing well. So many people coming out to that. Uh, young adults college students um, really thrilled with with its progress as well as what's happening in Wexford and in Butler uh, doing well and then we have a have a new home gathering we're calling it in South Point and we're getting ready to turn that into what we're calling a community gathering so that's headed toward becoming another campus of Orchard Hill right now as well and so we're we're working on that Um, still have a little ways to go but all of those are are uh, good things that are happening. We're
5: working
16: on expanding the facility in Wexford again, um, adding some more ministry space, kids' ministry space. Um, if, uh, if you were part of that campus, uh, Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, there's no rooms in the church building. And it's, uh, so, so we're looking forward to adding some more space and then it would be used for the kids and students on Sundays, which is also, uh, you know, just a lot of families, a lot of kids. And so a lot of opportunity there. And we're excited to take on another construction project here in the near future.
2: Wow. That's good. Well, Kurt, fabulous. I mean, it's good to see the body of Christ flourishing Uh, And, uh, of course, the work that you're doing at Orchard Hill Church, we uh, certainly appreciate that and always your presence here on the air. So thank you so much and uh, have yourself a a healthy and strong uh, New Year ahead.
16: Well, thank you. Enjoy. Enjoy the year.
2: For sure as well. Kurt Bjorklund, senior pastor at Orchard Hill Church, easily found all the different campuses around Western Pennsylvania. We'll take a quick break. Does this make sense? That's next here on The Right Home. Pittsburgh's Christian Talk. It's Word FM.
9: For this free information, call the Accredited Debt Relief Hotline now. Call 800-786-2300. 800-786-2300. That's 800-786-2300.
2: Have you ever picked up a towel set because it felt really soft in the store, but then when you got to use it, it's not very absorbent? It's basically a towel that's leaving you out to dry. That's why MyPillow has developed the MyPillow Towels. Towels that work. I know, it's mind-blowing. Towels that actually dry you. Their six-piece towel set includes two bath towels, two hand towels, two washcloths. They come in a variety of colors. And right now, you can receive a six-piece set for only thirty-nine ninety-eight with promo code WORD. Or go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener special. MyPillow products come with a 10-year warranty and have their 60-day money-back guarantee. To receive this amazing offer on the six-piece set off MyPillow Tiles, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, enter promo code WORD, or call 800-391-0954. That's 800-391-0954. Or visit MyPillow.com, promo code WORD.
13: I think we can all agree that every moment at Eden shaped us and impacted who we are right now.
5: The faith modeled by teachers at Eden Christian Academy has a profound impact on the students' lives. We carry with us more than the
16: academics, but a strong, Christ-centered foundation.
0: I would just like to thank my teachers,
13: my mentors, my family members, and my friends who have done the best they could to help me in this next phase of my life.
5: Eden Christian Academy, enrolling pre-K through 12th grade at edenchristianacademy.org. Got issues with youth or high school sports? Positive
7: Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit, offers more than a 1,000 free online resources for youth and high school sports coaches, parents, students, and administrators. Visit PCADevZone.org.
10: Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, tune-in and on Odyssey, 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh.
1: Cloudy skies expected for tonight will reach a nighttime low of 26. Some sunshine tomorrow, then turning cloudy. Tomorrow's high, 46. couple of showers tomorrow evening, otherwise low clouds, the low, 39. Thursday, cloudy, breezy, and mild. A shower in the morning, followed by periods of rain in the afternoon, will reach a high Thursday of 52. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Drew Shannon.
3: this make sense
2: Does what makes sense
3: reptiles as pets you might be thinking uh i don't know your gecko you know a, a random snake frog maybe a tortoise you've had turtles yourself john yep does that make sense
2: yes 100 percent. yeah it makes sense Listen, uh, my love was deep for my tur- my turtles. Uh, they were messy, but they're super cool. I mean, they're kind of like dinosaurs. It's like having a little dinosaur in your house, you know? The gecko thing, uh, okay, for little kids to have a little gecko, that's cool. Snakes, I'm not interested in having a snake in the house, but I know some people do. W- whatever. But I love the turtles. Yeah.
3: What about a, 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 a stray alligator?
2: Well, I mean... <laughs> I'm not living in Florida. I mean, some people do, right? I mean, you you can do anything and take it Well, I
3: know some people do, but the question is, does that make sense?
2: sense? No, it doesn't make any sense that I have an alligator in your house. No. Mm. But, you know, some people will take something good and then just turn it into the extreme and ruin it for everybody. So, yeah, you shouldn't have an alligator in your house, I don't think. I don't know. See,
13: Yeah, I, I
3: think the whole idea doesn't make sense. I mean, I love a tortoise. I love a turtle. I I love all those things. I'm not in favor of hurting anything in regard to a reptile. I also don't think we need to live together. You know, I'm I'm happy that we're created beings. I appreciate their function. Hopefully they appreciate mine. And can we just leave it at that?
17: All right.
2: Well, I think they make sense. Reptiles do for pets. You're saying no. Mm -hmm. All right. Does this make sense? mouthwash. Does mouthwash make sense? Now, listen, my kid came home from college. All of a sudden, a bottle of Listerine shows up on the kitchen or the uh, bathroom counter. I'm like, what is this mouthwash?
5: Mm-hmm.
2: I started to use it. You I liked it. Just, get out. I liked it. I liked it. Ah, boy, my, my breath. Oh, I feel fresh. So maybe do a little research. Do you know that uh, 38 8% of the population has never once used mouthwash. Huh. 17% use mouthwash less than once a month, 19 use mouthwash once every 2 weeks, 25% of the population they say use mouthwash daily. Does How much
0: sense? what's that? what's
3: that percentage? 25. Use wow. it daily. Okay.
2: Does it make sense? I think it makes sense. I mean,
3: here's the thing. I think it makes a lot of sense, except I remember being in college and one of my close friends confessing that she thought the reason that my breath was bad was because of my copious
2: use of mouthwash. mouthwash. Mm -hmm. So so I decided
3: at that point that for me, it didn't make sense.
2: Really? That's interesting. So you were using mouthwash, but then you were still being called out for bad breath. Sad, huh? That doesn't make sense. Get a turtle.
10: 1.5 W-O-R-D.
5: Plan now to join Word FM aboard the Gateway Clipper. It's our Valentine dinner cruise, Friday, February 10th. A special night out for sweethearts, couples, and friends. Enjoy a delicious dinner buffet in the romantic warmth of the Gateway Clippers Empress as you take in spectacular views of the city skyline. Boarding time is 6 p.m. And now through January 10th, get 10% off your ticket price. Book now at wordfm.com.
14: Our little brother says the word, dodo word, 40 times a day. Should we be saying that word on Word FM? <laughs> you started it. Okay. Okay. So, here we are with Uncle Ryan with three reasons why you'd be a tweet-tweet if you bought a home this year and didn't use us at United Faith Mortgage. The biggest reason is our direct lender advantage. We use our own money. And there's no middleman.
13: Which means...
14: We can often get you a better rate, saving you monthly and lifelong money.
13: We also pay $1,000 of your closing costs on all new home purchases.
14: And just as important to me as saving listeners money is the super service part. Our small team is specifically committed to Word FM. You will not get to a closing and find anything hidden. It's a partnership all the way around. So, don't via. And we're done. We are United, United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage.
5: Mortgage. United Mortgage Corp. Melbourne, New York. and number 1330. Pennsylvania Department of Banking and Securities. Mortgage lender license 22672. Oh. Have you or your children ever faced hunger at a level where your life or theirs were at risk? Or have you ever been in a situation where you had little or no access to clean drinking water and no ability to get it? For most of us in the United States, we have never had to face that crisis. But for children in the countries of Malawi, Zambia, and Uganda, it's a battle they face every single day. Cross International is going to be asking for your help to provide life-saving resources for children in these African countries and other nations. Where Cross International has partners and is working to support Solve This crisis and assist with COVID 19 efforts. A $62 one time gift per child helps provide life saving resources like food, water, COVID 19 assistance, Christian education, and a Bible. More information is coming soon. But in the meantime, if you would like to give a life saving gift for one or more children, you can get involved right now by calling 1 866 806 2977. That's 1 866 806 2977. Or look for the Cross International Banner at WordFM.com.
2: Okay, who would have thought that a skill in a laundromat would equal to saving lives during World War II? We saw this incredible story today. Kath, please tell us this story.
3: Adolfo Kaminsky is written about in today's New York Times, born October 1st, 1925 in Buenos Aires. He was the son of Solomon and Anna, who were Russian Jews, who met in Paris in 1916, John. And his mom had fled the pogroms in Russia. His dad was a journalist. And when the Bolsheviks overthrew uh, the czarist regime in Russia, France tossed out anyone who they thought were sympathizers with the new regime. And so the Kaminsky's fled to Argentina um, where they had two other sons. And then in the early 1930s, they moved to France. Now we know what Europe was like in the early 1930s. Um, and there was a rising anti-Semitism prior to the German invasion in 1940. Uh, they took over the Normandy factory, the Germans did, and dismissed all Jewish workers. And so, Uh, Adolfo's family was without income, and so he decided to go to work because it was the only option that his parents had for survival. He answered an ad for an apprentice dyer in a business that converted military uniforms to civilian wear. The owner was a chemical engineer and taught him the secrets of altering and removing colors. And Adolfo became an expert at the age of 18 at getting rid of the most stubborn stains. That led him to be interested in chemistry and he got another job as a result. Listen to this, at a dairy that churned butter, okay? Mm -hmm. To gauge the fat content of the cream brought by farmers and follow me here, I mean, this, this is a crazy story. The dairy would insert methylene blue in a sample and wait for its lactic acid to dissolve the color. And that process at the dairy farm is how Adolfo learned that lactic acid was the best eraser of something called Waterman blue ink, which was the exact ink that was used on ID cards that were made by the Nazi regime.
2: Wait, lactic acid Waterman blue ink.
3: Yep. Lactic acid erased Waterman blue ink. And that started Adolfo out on a path that was absolutely incredible. His parents just a year later were both arrested and sent to an internment camp. They were able to be uh, dismissed because he formulated uh, Argentine passports for them. Uh, But Things were still too difficult to live there. And so um, Adolfo was dispatched to secure documents from the French underground that would disguise the fact that they were Jewish at all. Mm. Um, this was his first time to try to do something like that. And he was so unbelievably successful um, that he began his resistance work in earnest um, and That was the trajectory of his life. Now, it was only six months later, John, that his mother was killed on a train returning from Paris. She had gone to warn her brother of his impending arrest by the Nazi regime. He was so angry so frustrated he started to engage in acts of sabotage against the nazi government but then he said he needed something else he said it couldn't be vengeance i needed to do something that was productive That's good. anyway he ended up moving on and uh starting his own resistance network that was filled with people who forged documents. It was incredibly dangerous work. As you can imagine, if anyone would have found out what they were doing, they would have been arrested and killed within hours. Um, But he did this all throughout the second world war. And just yesterday he passed away in Paris at the age of 97. He had learned John how to remove such stains um, as Anything that you could find on a uh, on a passport that indicated Jewish ancestry, he was able to erase and changed wow. the documents that he forged allowed Jewish children, their parents and others to escape deportation to Auschwitz and other concentration camps, and in many cases to flee Nazi occupied territory for safe havens. At one point, check this out. Yeah. Mr. Kaminsky was asked to produce 900 birth and baptismal certificates and ration cards for 300 Jewish kids in institutional homes who were just about to be rounded up by the Nazi government okay now so he had to come up with that many documents to deceive the the Germans until the kids could be smuggled out to rural families like to a convent to the countryside in Switzerland to Spain whatever and here's the thing. He had three days to do it.
2: 900 documents. Three days,
3: 900 documents. He toiled for two straight days. He forced himself to stay awake by saying, quote, in one hour, I can make 30 blank documents. If I sleep for an hour, 30 people will die. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. It's absolutely astounding. I mean, he went to work for the French government after the war, after uh, France was liberated, Um, He fabricated documents that allowed intelligence agents to penetrate Nazi territory in order to gather the evidence that the Allies needed about the death camps. I mean, he, he went on and on. He said, quote, I saved lives because I cannot deal with unnecessary deaths. I just can't. He said all humans are equal. Whatever their origins, their beliefs, their skin color, there are no superiors and no inferiors. That is just not acceptable for
2: me. That's fabulous. I mean, there's a lot of lessons, of course, to be taken from that. But you you think about the jobs that you've had, right? And the skill sets you've learned. It doesn't matter if, you know, you're the cashier at the CVS or you're flying, a, you know, um, a, a fighter jet. There's something to be learned, of course, multiple things to be learned from every skill set. So in a laundromat is where he first encountered the the idea of removing stains and then in a dairy farm to see the blue, which was the pinnacle of the Nazis and his work in removing of those blue check marks and those blue stamps. I mean, how many lives, right? You, you, of course, we talked about this a little. You, you think about Schindler's List, and Schindler himself credited with saving thousands and thousands of Jews during World War II. When you hear a story like this, like uh, uh, of Adolfo K- Kaminsky, and, I mean, people just wanted people to live. Yep. And that's just one of those fabulous things. Uh, uh, to be honest, at 97, I've never uh, never heard this story. He passed away. Did he pass away just this past week? Yesterday. Wow.
3: At the age of 97.
2: So I guess the story was known, of course, If uh, the New York Times is picking this up in an obituary.
3: Well, the New York Times made a documentary about him back in 2016. I see that i'm going to look up tonight because yeah, yeah, i have to, to find it. out i ha- i really have to find out more about him because it's estimated john that that network that he started helped to save 10,000 people wow most of them children That's and you crazy. know the whole time he was doing that you'd do that with the full knowledge that you are one eye blink away from being discovered and killed yeah, in a right. horrible way. Yeah. And you still keep on doing it. I mean, I just think about that quote about him saying, I saved lives because I just can't deal with unnecessary deaths. There are no superiors in the human race and no inferiors. How much better off would we be yeah. if people just had that basic understanding? That mindset. Sure. Is that I can't stand unnecessary deaths. I just have to, I have to do what I can.
2: I'm going to try to help as much as I can possibly help. Yeah. This. God Adolfo bless him. Kaminsky. God.
3: Yeah. The, the, the memory of Adolfo Kaminsky, uh, will be a blessing.
2: So when you hear stories like this and we talked who do we talk to last week about the rise of antisemitism? I mean, how can we, I remember hearing, remember being a child and hearing about the gas chambers for the first time and being absolutely horrified at the machinery of death that the Nazis perpetrated on, I mean, how many millions of people? Of course, the majority of them were Jews. But to, to hear that story and to think about man's inhumanity, and then here we are today, 75 plus years later, and that same mindset continues on And people are nodding their head and saying, yeah, right. It's the Jews that Mm -hmm. are the problem here. We should call this out and we should eradicate that. That's just insanity that we're still doing the same thing after millions of people have died and decades long since passed and a worldwide sort of, you know, you're just abhorred by the number of people who died during the Holocaust. But still that same mindset, we continue on in our own thoughts and deeds. That was
3: our conversation with Richard Mao about Edith
2: Stein. Oh, that's right. That was right? Friday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And Edith Stein. Yeah, yeah.
3: So anyway, if you want to read more about Adolfo Kaminsky, uh, there is a long profile in today's well, uh, in today's New York Times about him by Joseph Berger. Uh, highly recommend it, and uh, it'll inspire you, I bet, for your day.
2: Fabulous. Okay, we'll take a quick break. Come back. Uh, stick around. It's uh, the ride home here with John and Kathy with Pittsburgh's Christian Talk and uh, broadcasting out of the studio today. Right
12: Bachman's Roofing and Solar is your local award-winning roofer. Stop waiting. It's time to inspect your roof and protect your home's number one asset. With no interest and no payment financing for 12 months, Bachman's Roofing is your easy choice for roofing, gutters, and solar. Did you know Bachman's Roofing is one of the number one GAF solar integrated roofing installers in the USA? Go with Bachman's, go with solar, and install the roof that pays for itself.
5: Call 412-744-8390
12: or visit Bachman'sRoofing.com.
5: Rama Christian School is a private school in Moon Township serving children in preschool through eighth grade recognized for its commitment to a biblically integrated curriculum that nurtures a Christian worldview and academic excellence Rama aims to develop the whole child spiritually physically mentally emotionally and socially Rama is a true community of families who desire to raise up the next generation of godly leaders also offering programs for homeschool families accepting enrollment now for the current school year and opening soon for the 2023-24 school year visit americanchristianschool.org How was your job to school?
13: Let me tell you. I had to get my iced coffee first. I just can't seem to put it down. My favorite rapper just announced a tour. My phone was buzzing like crazy. I'm so excited. I text all my friends right then to talk about it. Then someone started calling me and
5: Let's try that again.
13: I turned my phone off right away. I never drive distracted.
5: Visit stoptextstoprex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, and the Ad Council.
11: Save now on appliances and more at the truckload event at Lowe's. Get an additional 10% off all in-store clearance appliances and take home what you buy same day. Plus, get more store-wide savings on brands like Project Source. Get a 15-quart storage tote for free when you buy a 66-quart storage tote. Shop the truckload event in-store or online today. Exclusions apply. While supplies last. Selection varies by location. See Lowe's.com for details. Buy item 521-6021. Get item 521-6022. Ballot 15-111.
15: During the pandemic, they closed our churches down.
14: Suicide rates are exploding. Drug and alcohol use is ravaging America. And there's no church to bring the hope.
15: See the new documentary, Super Spreader, how a stand against religious tyranny brought hope to a country in crisis.
17: Christian singer and activist Sean Foyt leading what's called Let Us
15: Worship. Here's a move of God that's going to change America. Watch Super Spreader, available now at SalemNow.com, SalemNow.com. Discover the magnificence of the
11: Mediterranean with Alistair Bay and our trusted partner, Inspiration Cruises and Tours. Nine life-changing days of powerful worship, Bible study in history sign up now deeperfaithcruise.com
10: we are everywhere on your radio at 101.5 wordfm pittsburgh at wordfm.com the word fm mobile app iheart tune in and odyssey
2: well look out here they come Uh, this is the beginning of the um, award season and the golden globes kicks it off this evening Eight o'clock on NBC, and hello, uh, Kath. Um, you have any interest at all of tuning in? I'm totally tuning in. Are you? I'm embarrassed to
3: say it, John. I always enjoy the Golden Globes, and I'm. Lo- I, I actually, I actually look forward to it, and I wish I could. say, well, No, I have too much to read, or I, you know, I have. I have too many, you know, theological tomes to read, which is true. And yet mm-hmm. I'm still going to watch some of the
2: Golden Globes. Yeah. Okay. So the Golden Globes are kind of like, you know, uh, Golden Globes uh, started off years ago. Uh, what is the uh, members of the foreign press, right? We're, were voting right. on um, n- not only movies, but television as well. Kind of run the gamut. Uh, this is the 80th uh, Golden Globes. And uh, of note this evening, Eddie Murphy will receive the Cecil B. DeMille Lifetime Achievement Award.
3: Is that right?
2: Uh-huh. Eddie Murphy. So, I mean, that promises uh, some uh, some hilarity, I would say. I mean, when's the last time you saw Eddie Murphy at an event?
3: Uh, um, I don't think I ever have at an event. The last time I saw him was on
2: Comedians in Cars. Oh, he was very funny there, wasn't he? <laughs> Extraordinarily mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, I think I would check out the Golden Globes. Wait, oh, we didn't even talk about this. How about last night's national championship?
3: Oh, what? That was horrible. A disaster. What? I tuned a in for maybe seven disappointment.
2: Minutes. Holy smokes. That was a blowout. 65 oh. to 7 or something like that.
3: And of course, I wanted TCU to win, and there wasn't yeah. a yeah. hope in. I mean, it was no. really,
2: it was really bad. Right. So the Golden Globes won't disappoint nearly as much. Here's the deal. So, you know, we love movies. And I'm always interested in the Academy Awards. Now, I know people kind of go, oh, Hollywood, you know, rolling their eyes, those bunch of woke people. I get it. Believe me. Of
9: course. All that's
2: true. I get it all. I just still, I think it's still doing it. It's still kind of fun. And it's, you know, entertaining. The Golden Globes are kind of like the Academy Awards uh, light. Yes. Hopefully no one will get beaten up at the Academy Awards (laughs) this year or the Golden Globes. (laughs) Right. Right. We're all anticipating some weird backlash there but um because you know streaming is so so gigantic the golden globes are going to go there where of course the academy awards are interested only in motion pictures so you know people like you know from your severance right you'll yes. see them at the golden globes
3: yes that i am hoping that is going to be the tv drama of the year
2: yeah i mean you know they like i said they run the gamut um musical a motion picture um it, I just love the whole thing. It's just kind of now.
3: Now, listen, my husband cannot believe that I am going to do this. He every year he says, what? I I can't believe you're doing this.
2: That's all right. I am who I am, John. There's one in every family,
3: right? Yes, exactly. Okay, listen, speaking of celebrities, I have three celebrity birthdays that I need to bring up to you before the show ends today. Okay, all right. Um, I'm going to start here, John, and it it could be I I don't know what you're going to think about this, but we're going to start with George Foreman. Oh,
2: George Foreman. I love George Foreman. Of course. And the man who had all his sons and named them all George. I think George Foreman has 10 kids. Five of them are are boys. And of course, as you said, so he he doesn't, he calls them George one, George two, (laughs) right? And of course, he has (laughs) to have nicknames. Uh, George Foreman, uh, previously heavyweight champion of the world. Mostly what people know George Foreman for is, of course, the George Foreman grill. Yes. This is the sweetest deal in marketing history. Somebody approached George Foreman and said, we've got this product. Can we put your name on it? I think I, this, I read this a long, long time ago. He has made upwards of $200 million <gasps> on the George Foreman grills. And he's never done. All it is is his name and him on the commercials. It's incredible. It's yeah, a sweet deal. Okay. You're asking me how old George Foreman is? I am uh i mean george foreman goes way back he's he's an oldster uh is george foreman is he 76 he's 74 oh okay not bad i very close very
3: good okay good. also pat benatar's birthday hit me with your best shot pat benatar
2: Hmm. i was a fan i, I don't think I ever oh owned i loved albums. her did, did oh you,
3: she's the best
2: did you own any of her albums yes i didn't i never did
3: oh um, my gosh are you kidding
2: to me, what Pat Benatar, I mean, she's fascinating, obviously, deeply talented. Um, the Her husband and her, this is one of those sort of like, you know, creative marriages. Yep. They've been together like 40 plus years. Mm-hmm. He's been the front man. He's been the guitar he, player. Yeah. He's always been like sort of like pushing forward. Yep. Pepe, so today's her birthday. Mm hmm. Uh. 70 she's seventy. yes she's exactly Yay. 70 Yay, get good. out of here very good
3: and not to be outdone it's also rod stewart's birthday
2: <laughs> rod sure. stewart oh how about that if you want song? my body
3: and the, what that's the oh, worst no. song
2: no maggie may is, I is pretty
3: listen i am whatever the opposite of a fan is that's what i am when no, it comes listen, to rod uh, you've got
2: to be a fan only because i, I think rod stewart listen um has sold upwards of 250 million so- um, songs, albums. Really? Yeah. Huge money. Gigantic money. Um, he's old. Um, my mom used to listen to Rod Stewart. Like, Remember really? that he did that album? He did the album of Standards. Oh, that was right? terrible. He was doing like Pennies from Heaven. And oh, I'd, it was mom, bad. i like, go visit my mom could, and she'd You be, could I'd come
10: know. up with 35
3: people to sing Pennies from Heaven better than Rod Stewart. Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, Rod Stewart, he's pretty old. Is he 80? He's 78. Okay. All right. Well, God bless them all. I mean, they, they've been around. They've been cultural influences.
3: I'm surprised you're not more of a fan of Pat Benatar. Uh,
2: I, I love her. I mean, but I just never bought her stuff. Okay. You know? No, really. Really. I, the only song I really know is Hit Me With Your Best Shot, which is, which a, is great a great song. Which is a great song. Yeah. Yeah. Have okay. you ever seen
3: uh, her concert? I've never seen her in concert, though okay. I did see she was a part of a music documentary I watched last year. Okay. Uh, do you have a
2: George Foreman grill? I had three. What? So you contributed uh-huh. to his legacy. Yes, I
3: did. Yeah, I did. I bought them all at yard sales, so I wasn't uh-huh. giving him like his full oh, price like I'm sure he would have You're buying desired. appliances at
2: yard sales. That's dangerous. Yes. You set the house on fire, Kath. It's Don't an, do that.
3: John, there were a lot of lean years in this family. <laughs>
2: Hey, thanks for being with us. Uh, The podcast is up and running after we leave the show. And uh, where you find us on YouTube and all the fine places that we talk about George Foreman. And wherever
3: you get your podcasts.
2: Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow. God willing. Say your prayers.
1: The Ride Home with John and Kathy. A production of Salem Media Group. This is Jerry.